faithful. This is just to let you know there's more than one way that you can check in on the different types of degree of fuckery we get into. You can go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or just watch us on YouTube or Rumble. Don't forget to like, share, and comment where you can, or just leave five stars on Apple Podcasts. We, we, we thrive on things like absolution from our audience. But see if we can get this steamrolled into something big. We're depending on you. Thank you for watching. Now let us begin. Welcome, Angry Faithful. Today on Nerd Sports, we're going to talk about the interesting uh, thing in Britain called cheese rolling. It's a daredevil thrill uh, sport. Have you ever seen that? Is that where they, they roll the... the... They roll the cheese, cheese and they all fall behind down, it. Down the hill? Oh, yeah, dude. That's an orthopedist's wet dream right there. I'm telling you. Oh, my dad and a chiropractor. Like, oh, my God. I've seen some of these dudes wrench their backs. Like, they go full scorpion while they're running downhill at, like, 20 miles an hour. <laughs> and it's like, you look at them, and the guys that, that are running, they're like, you have, they've got no business being that athletic. Like, at all. Yeah. I mean, these are, these are the kind of guys that... If they lived in the States, they'd be the Olympic curling team. But these guys are like pub rats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they really are. And what's, uh, what's, what's strange about it is you just watch it and you're like, I would never. You know, you know who uh, showed me that, though, was uh, my daughter. That's the whole reason why I wanted to do that one. She showed me that one. I was like, why are you watching? You know what? I understand why you're watching this. Yeah. It, it's so inner. It, it's, <clears throat> it literally is a train wreck. It is. It's it's dude. It's certifiable. So, uh, um, before we get into anything else, um, actually, I wanted to apologize to everybody. We missed like two episodes of uh, from last week. Both of us has been really busy. Uh, Nerd Sports is one where we're getting out today. We're gonna do the rest of the episodes this week, hopefully before the weekend. Uh, and it's it's just been hectic. Me me doing my thing and Johnny being doing his thing. We won't get into the details until everything's said and done. But but um, it's like like even 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 big names have like hiccups. So I'm I'm not really uh uh worried about it. It's one of those things. And yes, there it's it's. Maria, the thing that we were talking about today, it's, uh, what was it, dish soap and uh, cornstarch? Corn, corn <laughs> Warm soapy water and cornstarch. Yeah. Okay, so when you unpack these types of things, whether they be fleshlights, whether they be anything made out of silicone, they've got that white film on them, it's cornstarch. Yeah. Like the same cornstarch that you use in the kitchen. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what keeps it from sticking to whatever plastic that you stick it in, or it's just, just, or you just basically use it as a drying agent. Yeah. Kind of a thing. But, you know, warm soapy water, right? You know, antibacterial soap, you know, let it air dry a little bit, shake the crap out of it, figuratively, of course. That would be weird. Anyways, okay, uh, you, you just shake everything out of it, all the waters, you know, rinse it really well, and you know, just kind of pat dry it or whatever, and just sprinkle it, dust it with some cornstarch. Yeah, not a heavy coat, obviously, because I mean that would just 
I, I would think that that would just tend to be, become more of a problem. I guess I'm not sure. Okay, but, we're gonna get off this subject now. Yeah. We're, we we need to get back into the sports, the but, stuff that people uh, want to listen to. Yeah. So, um, getting getting into before we get into baseball, uh, sad note: a longtime former ESPN reporter John Clayton died um, a couple of days ago, uh, back on the 18th. Yeah, I he, found out about it uh, while getting my hair haircut and everything. That was one of their. Uh, things I wanted to talk about this week. He was prominent in uh, sporting news and everything. 50 years of sports casting. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, you would always see him. He had, like, all the – I mean, like, he, he, he was based out of Seattle, uh, the Seattle Sports uh, Radio uh, 710 on the AM dial. But – he, uh, they confirmed it on Twitter. Uh, they said, "Quote: It is with heavy heart that we share the news of John Clayton's passing. He's le- his legendary Hall of Fame career will forever have a lasting legacy on football fans across the world. Our condolences to his wife Pat and his friends and family. We will miss you, John." Um, he wrote for a lot of different newspapers early on in his career, like the Pittsburgh Press, the Tacoma News Tribune. Um, he joined ESPN in 1996. He spent 22 years as an NFL writer and reporter for ESPN. Uh, he was let go in 2017 as part of the company's mass layoffs. Um, it, so I mean it, but he, he had a lot of great insight into the league. Uh, yeah, a lot of people couldn't match him. No, uh, it, it really, his yeah, intelligence on, on the sport. Yeah, it, dude, it, it, it was. There, there's a lot of, you know, there's, like when Stuart Scott died, I mean, he was, he made it fun to watch SportsCenter. Uh, he was actually kind of the only reason why I watched SportsCenter. Um, you know, they, they had Kenny Maines, they had uh, Eric Van Pelt, or Scott Van Pelt, rather. Uh, they had, you know, John Clayton, uh, Chris Berman, uh, you know, and, and, but with, you know, with with John Clayton, it, it, he had that just relatability when he was talking about the NFL, especially for people like myself who, yeah, we, we kind of like passively watched football over the last couple of years. You know, because I mean, just you know, just with the personalities and you know all all of the political and social stances that the league was taking, it just made watching the NFL just painful. Yeah, uh, a lot of the stuff that we we have nowadays. I mean, you just. I mean, I, I watched uh, the uh, Adam Project just recently. Oh, that was such a good movie. That was so, uh, the only reason why comedy's still a thing right now is because Ryan Reynolds. Honestly, yeah. that's what's re- really sad. Because uh, I mean, the best comedy that's came out uh, in a long time. I'll I'll say it was Peacemaker, uh, the Animal Project, anything really with uh, Ryan Reynolds in it. Really, uh, those are the two things. I mean, if you if you want to consider the uh, the boys deplorable, mm-hmm. that was pretty funny too. Messed up, uh, but it you just you just don't have any like really good comedies that much anymore. A right. lot of people 
I mean, most of your good comedy nowadays, it's all on TikTok. Yeah. Um, also with ESPN, kind of staying with this theme real quick. Troy Aikman announced uh, back on the 23rd of last month, he's leaving Fox. Really? He's leaving in, or Fox NFL. Uh, he's going to go to uh, ESPN to uh, call their Monday night football games. And everybody was like, oh, wow, you know, that's going to leave a massive hole with the Fox lineup. But, uh, <laughs> and this is, a, this is a victory for baseball fans as well. Joe Buck announced that he's leaving Fox and he's going to be joining the Monday night football team on ESPN as well. So by that, what that means for us, and I'm hoping that it means that, we will never have to listen to Joe Buck call another World Series. Is he that bad? We're still within our five minutes, so I'm not going to go into what people say, but they're like, F Joe Buck. You know, yeah. I mean, he's, he's obnoxious. I mean, yeah, he's made some pretty historic calls. He, he called all four of the, the Red Sox World Series championships, uh, you know, during the 21st century. Uh, one of the more memorable calls that he made was during the uh, 2011 World Series versus, uh, with the Cardinals versus the Texas Rangers. Uh, his dad, John Buck, uh, used, to make, used to call games for the Minnesota Twins. And he, he got to call the, the World Series when it was on CBS that year. And the Twins were playing the Braves. And so uh, John Buck had made a very historic call. When the game finished in extra innings after midnight, he said, we'll see you later tonight, right? Or we'll see you tonight, you know, kind of a thing, because the game was basically going to be played that same day, right? Well, when uh, uh, John Freeze hit the, the walk-off home run for the Cardinals to send game, you know, to send the series into game six, or game seven, rather. He said, and we'll see you tomorrow night. So he kind of echoed his dad's line, right? So, and it's not to say that Joe Buck is without his merit. I just, as a baseball fan, cannot stand the droning. I mean, his, his voice just kind of, And he's been kind of a fixture on Sundays for NFL for the NFL on Fox, uh, you know, but, you know, all that aside, hey, you know, winner, winner, chicken dinner for everybody else. Um, <clears throat> but moving into baseball, there's been a uh, uh, baseball news. Um, we, uh, while I was gone last week uh, for spring break, uh, baseball came back. Yeah. The, the, the collective bargaining agreement was agreed upon and ratified by the players and the owners. Spring training games started last Thursday on, on St. Patrick's Day. Um, and my Red Sox opened up a can of whoop-ass on the Twins. 14-1 to 1 that day. <laughs> I know I'm not getting all excited and ahead of myself because I know it's spring training and there was a lot of players that played on that in that game that are not going to make the big, big league roster. I mean, they're, they're going to – the cuts are going to become fast and furious. They're going to figure out who's going to go to minor league camp, uh, you know, things like that. But um, – <clears throat> Yeah, there's been some pretty, pretty big uh, trade news. Uh, one of the biggest, uh, <clears throat> if not the most sought-after free agent of the offseason, Freddie Freeman, uh, finished the year. 
catching the last, you know, not catching last up, but receiving the last, or recording the last out of last year's World Series when the Braves beat the Astros in six games. Um, he was he played for the Braves for 15 years. He became kind of a fixture, right? Um, he just signed a big contract with the Dodgers, so he's heading out west. And uh, uh, there's there's a lot of people that are like, "Hey, thanks for the memories." There's a lot of people that are burning his jersey, which I never got that. You know, you, you pay money, you pay money for this jersey, and you're going to sit there and light it, light it on fire. It's like, really? Come on. It's what people do when they're like super upset and they don't know what to do. They just do something. Yeah, well, give your balls a tug. Too. Give your balls a tug there, tip fucker. I mean, I think we're past the five minutes now, so whatever. Yeah, we're past. Um, but um, uh, let me see here. Trevor Story became the next big name that that was out there for the free agency market. The Red Sox just signed him for six years, 130 million dollars. Uh, and he's going to he he's 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 a shortstop by trade, but he's agreed to change his position to play second base, because the Red Sox have Xander Bogarts, uh, perennial All Star over there at shortstop. So, and uh, they they announced today that they signed a deal, an extension for Rafael Devers through arbitration. Um, uh, so they short up that's I mean they short up three of the four positions. For. Uh, for for the Red Sox infield, uh, so I'm I'm pretty happy about that. It's just, just the fact that baseball is back, getting to watch live games, getting to listen to it on the on, you know through the big or app at app. Um, Jacob Degrom made his first start of the spring today for the Mets. He he struck out five of the seven batters he faced. So I mean he was absolutely dealing. So he's going to be a nightmare for the National League East. Um, and you've got your finger on a button. What's up? A talking point. Go ahead, bring it. Uh, well, I just it, it just came over the thing, uh, and I got this from uh, uh, Fox Sports. Uh, MLB sign stealing investigation appeals oh, court ordered yeah. uh, Manfield letter to the Yankees unsealed, and apparently the Yankees are asking the thirteen judges uh, of the second court to meet and. I'm going to have to use Stephen Hawking here. All right, hold on. I've, I've got the article uh -huh. pulled up here. Judge Jed S. Rackoff, uh, Rackoff uh, to dismiss the lawsuit by fantasy sports contestants. That's what I wasn't, wasn't yeah. trying to. On bank. On bank uh, to consider the decision. Oh, yeah. So, you know, and, and I'm like, all right, here's the deal. Um and from what I'm reading on this, it was mainly this, this, trying this, to keep it uh, keep it over to where the Yankees didn't get any kind of harmful stuff when they were right. actually being. Stopped. Well, okay, so <coughs> Rob Manfield or Manfield, well, I'm just going to call him Man Clown. Rob Man Clown and the owners have punished the fans of baseball more than Man Manfred punished the Astros for their their role in the cheating scandal back in 2017. Well, it says here they gave him a five million dollar, uh, uh, the max amount five million dollar uh, fine. Ooh, they yeah, fined him. They didn't suspend any players. Yeah. They didn't ban anybody for life. They 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 banned uh, AJ Hinch, who was the manager for the Astros at the time, for one year. Alex Cora, who was the bench coach for Houston in twenty seventeen, served a one year suspension. This all occurred in 2019. I thought it was 2020. Uh, the 2020 season. 
2019, 2020. Uh, no, it wasn't a 20. Uh, no, well, it was suspended for the 2020 because season. Because Alex Cora okay. came over to the Red Sox in 2018 as their manager, and they went and they won the World Series yeah, that yeah. year. Okay. And then after all the investigation was over with, they said, oh, yeah, well, there was some sign stealing and there was some, you know, you know, uh, electronic devices used. Um, A.J. Hinch and Alex Cora took the responsibility for their role in it, and they served a one-year suspension away from baseball. Alex Cora came back in 2019 and, I mean, uh, 2020, and was reinstated as manager. 2020 it was the dreaded COVID season, so, but it's one of those things that didn't really count. Yeah, yeah, but um, Brian Cashman is the general manager for the uh, uh, for the Yankees. Now he's catching a lot of heat already from the Yankees fans for the Yankee faithful, uh, just because. I mean, he signed a couple of players, made a couple of decent trades for the team during the off season, uh, re-signed. Uh, <clears throat> Oh crap! I can't. His name is escaping my brain right now. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, I mean, Manfred in 2017, they find the the Red Sox are using Apple Watches to pass along, you know, signals. Uh-huh. They find the Yankees to a lesser amount because um, they use the uh, the dugout telephone earlier in the year improperly. The dugout phone is to do nothing more than call the bullpen. The bullpen for the Yankees on the road and at home had uh, people watching signs. There's a lot to manage. They had, they had them watching signs. Mm-hmm. And then they were calling it into the dugout. So they, they were trying to get over. Now, with the 2017-2018 uh, season uh, for the Yankees, well, the 2017 season, whenever they went – to the American League Championship Series against the Astros and ultimately lost. Um, in all fairness, I think the Astros did outplay the Yankees, but the Yankees should have made that a closer series. Because if you look at the splits, and I'm talking about the batting averages for the Astros players at home versus on the road, they were batting anywhere from 20 to 40 points higher at home than they were on the road because they had all of the, 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 the pieces in place to steal signs at home. Um, there's a lot of controversy about if you watch the, 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 the walk-off home run that Jose Altuve made against the Yankees to send the Astros to the World Series, when he came into home plate, he was tugging at the sleeve, the, less, the left sleeve of his jersey, telling them, don't rip my jersey off. There's a lot of controversy and there's some conspiracy out there that he was wearing a buzzer underneath his jersey sleeve. And then any time an off-speed pitch was being called, it would buzz on his arm. So he knew what was coming in. Mm. Um, and, you know, with the manager and the bench coach at the time taking their year suspensions two year, a year and a half, oh, two years removed, pissed a lot of people off because yeah while they had knowledge of it and they should have stopped it they weren't the ones who spearheaded that effort it was done by the players the yankees were stealing signs all year long and they were doing it in some very crafty ways but the yankees and their high profile lawyers 
filed an injunction to have this this letter um, from Rob Manfred sealed, along with all of the court documents and the evidence that supported the the case against the Yankees. Now, and I mean, here, here's my thing. I, I, th my, here, I still here, think that that would be more favoritism, though. It, it's exactly it's exactly what it is. Yeah. The the Major League Baseball headquarters, the, their 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 head office is in New York City. Rob Manfred. On a, I mean, it's it's been documented that he is a longtime Yankees lover. I mean, just absolute head over heels, loves the Yankees. Whether it's because he's there in New York and he's just they're just the local flavor, whatever it is. It's either that or the Steinbrenner boys have got some kind of dirt or some kind of photos of Rob Manfred wearing a girdle or a fucking teddy or something like that, you know, along the tunes of uh, Edgar J., you know, uh, Edgar Hoover, right? You yeah. Know? But whatever the reasoning is, the Yankees had a judge agree to seal those records and to seal that letter because they did not want that information getting out. My thing is, is that if you don't have anything to hide, what are you trying to get it sealed for? Yeah. You know, so I'm looking for a lot of blowback to come back onto the Yankees organization. I'm looking for a lot of fans to sit there and just become incredibly disgruntled with their organization. Um, just, just because of the fact that, okay, maybe there's something to the fact that we, we root for probably one of the worst, you know, one of the more morally corrupt, I, I say morally, but one of the more, you know, least sportsmanlike teams out there. And it's not to say that every player on the Yankees is a piece of, piece of garbage. You know, you, you've got people like uh, Brett Gardner. I, I'm kind of a, I, I like Brett Gardner. I'm not going to go as far as to say I'm a fan of his, um, obviously, because, I mean, he still wears the pinstripes, so fuck that guy. But, uh, you know, I mean, you had a lot of, I mean, a lot of the Yankee greats. And I, I know, and I'm talking like Mickey Mantle. I'm talking about Lou Gehrig, uh, Derek Jeter even to a, a, a huge extent. Uh, a lot, one of the guys that I, I just absolutely respected was Mario Rivera. Hated seeing him in the in the late innings. Hated seeing him in the postseason. It felt great when the Red Sox beat him, especially in 2004. But Mariano Rivera, he played the game right. Um, Derek Jeter, to a large extent, played the game with a lot of class, a lot of you know, a lot of respect garnered from that. Um, Andy Pettit, he used to pitch for the for the uh, Yankees. Uh, later on, he finished his career. Um, he well, he he left the Yankees, went to go play for the Astros alongside Roger Clemens, uh, when the Astros were still part of the National League, um, and they played. Uh, they they pitched for the for the the Astros in the two thousand five World Series when they got swept by the White Sox, mm -hmm. but, um, you know it's 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 some of those great Yankee teams from the nineties. You know that 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 core group of guys. Um, I would say that I kind of sort of respected Jorge Posada. He was the catcher at the time, but yeah, he just—he was just—he showed his colors towards the end of his career when he just really started whining about anything and everything, um, you know. So it, I'm just like, eh, it, it is. But this, this makes me happy. Not only as a Red Sox fan, but a baseball fan because 
more Red Sox fan. Yeah, I'm more. Yeah, I'm. I'm leaning that way because yeah, I'm an unabashed Red Sox fan. But with with this letter coming becoming unsealed, you know, and, and everything that came with it, all of that's going to come out to light, and it's it's really going to do a PR nightmare job for the Yankees organization. And they are going to experience a lot of the ire and the hate that the Astros have been getting for years. Mm. Um, you know, so I mean, it, 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 while I still don't like the Houston Astros and never will, um, it's not the same Astros team that cheated their way to a world championship because a lot of those players are gone. Uh, George Springer, uh, Carlos Correa. Uh, signed a deal with Minnesota uh, to play shortstop for them. Um, you know, uh, um, but I mean, you still have Jose Altuve there, and I'm not going to speak ill of Jose Altuve because I, 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 that, that my fiance just absolutely adores Jose Altuve. She, what she call him, his, her spicy jalapeno. And I'm just like, okay. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't feel like threatened by this guy at all because, I mean, this guy's about as tall as a five penny nail, and all you need is a hammer. Just knock him into a piece of wood, and you're good for the day. But, uh, yeah. So, but the fact that baseball's back is just so, so good. Um, Do we want to talk about the elephant in the room? If you're referring to the jersey that made its debut on the show tonight, no, we don't. No. No. You know what I'm talking about. The one thing everybody's talking about right now that happened like two weeks ago. Anyways. I've been uh, to sleep since then. Okay, this is coming off of USC uh, Fire Twitter's page. Uh, he is saying, and he's getting a little bit of flack off of it. What sport? Uh, what sport is left that uh, is still biological girls versus biological girls? Uh, I want to put my daughter oh, into oh, sports oh, 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 oh. that is still favor. So you're to talking her. about the guy who changed over from men's swimming, where he was ranked 456th in the world, to women's swimming. And all of a sudden, he's the number one swimmer yeah. in women's swimming. There, yeah. there, okay. It's funny because I in, saw I saw a Twitter video that was shot in the stands during that swim meet. And a gentleman was talking to a woman in the seat above him. That's not a woman. And she's like, that is a woman. And he goes, no. Biology and science state that that is a man. You know, and I'm just sitting there going... Okay, okay. You know, so comfort- uh, confrontational, but so brave. I'm sitting there going, you know, it, it, and I had talked with Mindy about this. We, 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 we were sitting outside, and I was like, you know, imagine we, I, being the parents of this man, this boy. No. Okay, okay. Finish. okay go, imagine go, 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 go. being the, the parents of this boy that decided he was going to become a woman. Or identify as a woman so that way he could actually meddle because he just sucks that hard as a swimmer. If I were his dad, I'd be like, 
I have failed. I, I would I would release a public statement, stating, knowing that I'm going to catch blowback from the alphabet crowd, but I'm going to be like, I have failed America as a father. And we'll get somebody from the alphabet crowd to actually go on this on one of the episodes because uh, I mean we we gotta we gotta. Gotta come on the show and talk about that, and he'll give the honest God truth on it. Yeah, um, but oh man, but yeah, football. I mean, baseball's back. Football's making a lot of news. I mean, that the Cowboys are just making all kinds of noise during the off season, and not a lot of it is good. Um, Tom Brady's back. Um, uh, Fournette, uh, the running back for. Uh, Tampa Bay, he he was talking to the Patriots about signing a deal with them, but when Tom Brady announced his return, he went back to the Buccaneers and they agreed to a three-year deal. So he's going to be the running back for the Buccaneers for the next three years. Um, how how long is Brady going to stay on? He's more than likely on just one more year. year. If he can go out on top and he can lift that eighth Lombardi Trophy, he, you will. I can almost guarantee you that he's going to retire permanently. Um, and he really kind of needs to because I, I, if there's one thing that I do not want Tom Brady to do is I don't want him to stick around in the league for as long as Brett Favre did to where everybody's like, oh, Brett Favre was the man, you know, but Brett Favre really kind of played himself so long in this game that he, was he just kind of became irrelevant. Wasn't he the longest uh, quarterback? Uh, he had like the most starts, you know, most consecutive starts. I mean, he was basically – the Iron Man of football, but eh, just you know, I'm like, come on, you know, I love Brady to death. I mean, he's he's absolutely and undeniably the goat. I mean, hands down. I mean, nobody can deny that. Nobody can take that away from him. No, there's a, there's some people that try to take that away from him. But... Yeah, well, they can do it. You know, I mean, you're entitled to your opinion, and I'm talking to the people who would you know argue against Brady. But your opinion, unfortunately, is wrong. You're entitled to it still. And, and we at Angry Me Production must, unfortunately, respect that opinion. Um, but you are the very, very, you're, you're the, uh, I wouldn't even say the vocal minority. I think it, I, honestly, I think it, it, what it is, is people hate winners. They do. And they I just, mean, they want to see, they want to see, I mean, you either, either become the hero or you live long enough to die the villain. Well, not even that. Uh, uh, Ross put it out a little bit be, uh, better because he had, uh, I don't know if it was a PR agent or just an agent when he was uh, doing acting and everything. Mm -hmm. uh, he's like, uh, what's your favorite actor? He's like, well, it's George Clooney. And he's like, guy typed up George Clooney. Uh, and you had like a laundry list of things that people hated about George Clooney and and then he was like, "Well, what's your favorite movie?" It's like, "Well, Shank Shock Redemption." I mean, honestly, that's a good movie. Yeah, very good movie. You can you can watch that anytime you want, and it's Andy still good. Dufresne. I remember the first time I laid eyes on Andy. But if you look at <laughs> if you look at the comic se uh, comment section of that movie, you just have people that trash that movie. I mean, you can't really look at the comment section when you're actually. You There's know, one word that can describe people like that. Trolls? There you go. Winner, yeah. winner, chicken dinner. Uh, luckily, we don't have anything like that yet because John would probably be on it like a freaking 
I, I, I would I would just like, oh, thank you for your opinion. Bop. Right. I don't. I, 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 I squish it because I just put it away or I just don't even look at it. But um, more football news. So there was a pretty big blockbuster trade um, involving uh, Matt Ryan and the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Matt Ryan, was he's been the longtime quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. Um, he got introduced as the new quarterback for the Indianapolis, Indianapolis Colts today. Um, <laughs> you know, you get a lot of these people in the Atlanta area. They're like, you know, I mean, they they swore by Matt Matt uh, uh, Matt Ryan. Matty Ice was his name. He took him to a Super Bowl that they unfortunately lost. But um, I mean, there's people throwing this guy under the bus now, and I'm like, are you kidding me right now? So I mean, he he really wants to go. He I mean, he wants to go back to the Super Bowl with Indianapolis, um, kind of wants to follow the, the path of, you know, Tom Brady and, uh, you know, uh, Peyton Manning, who was a longtime quarterback in Indianapolis. But, um, yeah, yeah, it, 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 that, that was, that was pretty big deal. But what um, about, uh, Ryan Bates for the Bears? Hmm? Who? Bates, Ryan Bates. I'm, I'm looking through some stuff. Um, I'll get on that here in a second. Oh, big news. Uh, out of Cleveland, Jeremy Mayfield, or Baker Mayf- uh, Mayfield, <coughs> requested to be traded from the Browns because they went out and drafted a quarterback. And he's like, you know what, I'm done. I want to go somewhere else now. So, I mean, he's proven that he can win. No, no, he's proven that he can win because he, he helped – Break the losing streak for Cleveland. It just sounds like okay. In my opinion, the guy is a prima donna. Do not get me wrong. I cannot stand. But it's like the same thing fucking Aaron Rodgers did last year. Yeah, but he does not want to play. Um, he does not want to play. He doesn't want to play there anymore. He wants to go play somewhere else. That he said, "quote will give him a chance to win." Um. And coincidentally, it's funny because like all the Reddit boards, subreddits, and everything like that, Twitter, you know, Twitter accounts for all these other teams are starting to see this exodus of Browns fans migrating, advertising, former Browns fan looking for a new team. I'm hoping to be willingly accepted here, you know. And I mean, there are people jumping ship. That that is really sad. It's it's hilarious. I mean. It's one reason why I don't really get into sports because uh, your team could be good one year and you're, I mean, if, sad to say, if I was ever a Cowboys fan, it would more or less be like uh, I would have been a Cowboys fan only because my mom would have been alive. It was the only one, she was a hardcore Cowboys fan. I mean, do you... You and her would probably get along watching football because she would just rant and rave and everything. She was so uh, uh, vocal. Yeah. But it it's just it's just one of those things. It's like how can you how can you take saying this team is so good even after like it hasn't won any kind of event? I mean, it's gotten close. It, I, man, there's there's a description. Ah, we're at the part, and we're pro, we get most of our stuff uh, over the uh, 
uh, cast anyways instead of just, you know, YouTube or anything. So screw YouTube. We got, we're on Rumble now, too. Uh, <laughs> we do not take kindly to your pity party. But it's like someone going out and getting the... Uh, like, like uh, Okay. Best reference, and I'll use our super fan about this. Maria would uh, come in, get me a hot chick, and say, Hey, I got you this far. Go ahead. And I just had, like, Taco Bell. And I have Taco Bell diarrhea. She got me that far, and I just shut the fucking pooch. You shut the bed. Yeah, I just shut the bed. Okay. And that's what happens with the fucking cowboys. They get they get a good team and lineup and everything like that. They get the hot chick. They're all ready and go and everything like that. And then they shit themselves as soon as they get the fucking clothes off. You know what? No, I, I don't want to go that far. So here's the analogy that I think works best. The Cowboys go out and they get the they, they get the, the, the prettiest and most expensive hooker out there. Take them back to the hotel, wine them, dine them. And then when it comes time for the boom boom, she takes off her pants and she's a lady boy. Completely ruins the mood. Hmm. It's either that, it's still or you've already paid her. She's given the money over to her pimp, so the money's gone. Okay, or you've you've Venmoed the money. You know, she transferred it over to her pimp. By the way, the money's gone. You, you don't have it anymore. It's not in your account. She, you take her out for a night on the town. You you kind of work her up and everything like that. You know, you're, you you get the nice expensive presidential suite in the hotel. Overlooking the greatest view in the city. And all she wants to do is cuddle. It's a disappointment. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No matter what, you're still disappointed. But when you say things like shit the bed, I mean, dude, that just invites all kinds of just like. I mean, I understand that you brought Taco you Bell. I, brought, I know that you brought Taco Bell into it. Yeah. But the, the Cowboys have yet to obtain shit the bed status because they are not the Cleveland Browns. Okay. This is true. All right. However, they have obtained blue ball status. And it's poignant and very apropos that we brought up the fact, or I brought up the fact, that they've, they've attained blue ball status. Because there's a many a sports shows throughout the state of Texas that talk about the blue star. You know, the Cowboys, one of their colors is blue. I see your reference now. See where I'm going I, I with see, that? I right. see where you're going. Right. I see where you're going. Now, um, there's a lot of big name free agents out there for the NFL. Um, Tyron Mayhew, uh, he's a safety, 30 years old, uh, plays for the Chiefs. He's available. Odell Beckham Jr. left Cleveland, signed a deal midseason. Next, about three-quarters of the way through the season with Los Angeles, the Rams. Gets hurt during the Super Bowl. Strains or the re-tears his ACL. Jesus, that's crazy. He's over, he, he's... There's 600, uh, 623 free agents for this year. 
but you know it, it's um i mean he he's <laughs> odell beckham jr not to say the guy doesn't have talent because he does just his knee's a liability i mean he couldn't even finish the super bowl He's all crying now. He, well, I got a Super Bowl ring finally. Yeah, well, What's the max amount of players on a field? Dude, don't ask me that question. I know that there's uh, 11 guys on defense. No, because I'm trying to do the math. 626 people. That's that's almost the whole uh, all of NFL almost. Right? Well, there's a lot of free agents out there, yeah. Now, whether or not a lot of them have jobs, I mean, they're not all starters. Let's just put it that way. Okay, you got a lot of guys that play second string or third string that may have a load of talent. They become free agents because their contracts with their teams are ending. So they're going to go out there, try to get the best money that they can for a chance at starting. Because ultimately, that's what everybody wants to do. They want to get time on the field. Yeah, because Von Miller right here, he's like one hundred and twenty million dollars right there. Yeah. So uh, Stephen or Stephon Gilmore, he's a cornerback for the uh, for for the Panthers. He's available. Uh, Dwayne Brown for the Seahawks. He's an offensive tackle. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Javon Clowney. Javon Clowney uh, plays edge for the uh, for for the for for Cleveland. I mean, the guy. He was a stud coming out of the draft, playing for South Carolina, uh-huh. and got drafted by Cleveland. And it's just, you know. I would kind of like to see Dallas maybe pick him up because, I mean, he could be a really great addition to that defensive line. Um, you've got uh, Cialis Campbell as defensive lineman for uh, for the Vikings. Uh, let me see here. Rob Gronkowski. It's, they don't know if he's going to play again, but he's available as a free agent. And now that Tom Brady's coming back, he may end up coming back to play in Tampa again as a tight end. I mean, the dude's a beast. I mean, yeah, he's a big frat boy, but. Um, well, there's one other thing we got to talk about real quick. All right. March Madness. I'm just looking at the practice. We can't really. <laughs> all right, all right. Hold on. <laughs> I mean, the the bracket on this. So far, we got, we're into uh, the last uh four teams uh so far it's Gonzaga 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 uh Arizona, uh Arkansas with Texas Tech and Duke Michigan and Villanova 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 uh and I don't Arizona even watch fucking basketball dude I definitely don't watch college ball good god all right anyway sorry I'm go ahead yeah, okay, so before I go anywhere, you know. Before, We're before, doing this for your woman, all right? I, I, I get it. Did she tell you? No. Get more basketball in there. Um, no, I'm just doing this. Because if she did, she... Uh, you, we're going to have a talk. That's all I'm saying. Um, no, she, I was just, it's just one of those things. Is, uh, I know she gets into this, and we need to, I'm helping you out. You ain't helping me do a damn thing. Shut up. All right, so. <laughs> Uh, let me see here. There he is. Where did they go? Oh, St. Pete, number 15. St. Pete. Upset number two, Kentucky. 
And then they went on, and I, I think they beat um, uh, what is now? I mean, they're they're set to play number seven, the number seven seed, Murray State. But they're I, they're being tagged as basically kind of the Cinderella right now. Um, nobody really had them picked to do anything. Uh, in fact, they're the lowest seed. No, there's a number sixteen Wright State, so they're they're not the lowest seed still, but. Same, uh, but but it just is they were not supposed to go anywhere period um i mean they were supposed to go the by go by the boards in the first round against kentucky the number two seed the kentucky wildcats got upset and then they went out and beat another top seed team in the next round to advance to the sweet 16 so i you know it's kind of cool to watch stuff like that um I mean, when you see teams that are consistently in there, like UNC or Marquette, uh, you know, or, or uh, UConn or Gonzaga or you know Villanova, uh, it just yeah, I don't know. I mean, Baylor, that's kind of a you know they're a number one seed, but I'm just kind of like eh, I'm over it a little bit. Um, I know, I know, right? I just man, I tell you what. Um, Let's see here, official bracket side. So, right now, what's the uh, for the men's? Because we got yeah, North number, Carolina, yeah, UCLA. Number, yeah, number okay. So they're they're Kansas they're in the province. they're in the elite eight right now. I think uh, yeah. Ohio State, and Miami. All right, so number one in the <coughs> eastern bracket. Hell, I don't know how what, what they call. That and another thing is is uh, during March Madness, uh, Black Rifle Coffee has a really good sale. Buy two, get one free. You can actually get any kind of uh, product now at BlackRifle.com. That was very rehearsed. I am so proud of you, dude. You did not stutter. You didn't mispronounce anything. That just that road bell it rolled very eloquently off your tongue. I'm, I'm impressed. Someone's giving me five bucks. <laughs> I guess so. Um, so number one, Arizona, and number five, University of Houston, are going to play each other uh, for a chance to go to the um, semifinals to basically the Elite Eight. Yeah, that's what they're playing for. And then it's going to be number 11, Michigan, versus number two, Villanova. Number three, Texas Tech, versus number two, Duke. And number one, Gonzaga, or Gonzaga versus number four, Arkansas. Now, this isn't like football to where it's different packs or anything. It looks like everybody's playing against everybody. Uh, it, it kind of sort of, dude, it's so, what's the word I'm looking for? Convoluted? Yeah, so Saint number 15, St. Peter, is still in it. They're going to play the number three seed in Purdue. In their in their region, to uh, advance, uh, number eight North Carolina is going to play number four UCLA. The number one seed Kansas is going to play Providence. The number four seed in Iowa State, number eleven, is going to play Miami of Florida. Uh, Miami, Florida, the Hurricanes, uh, which are the ten seed. Um, <laughs> so there have been a lot of upsets, and there's been a lot of bracket busters out there. Um, and I, I the, like that. I like that bracket busters. Yeah, that's what they call them. So, but um, on the women's side, say women's bracket. Let's see how they are in the 
second round still because their final four in championship is going to be played in Indianapolis. Um, South Carolina, North Carolina. So it would be a battle of the Kakalakis right there. Um, number three, Iowa State versus number 10, Crichton. It's number six, the Iowa I, I See, look, I pulled a page out of your playbook. The Ohio State University is going to play the number two seed, Lady Longhorns from Texas. Number one, Stanford versus number four, Maryland. Uh, the Terrapins. Yeah, look at that. Terrapins, basically a turtle. Um, and then we're looking at uh, Louisville. Uh, Louis, number one, Louisville versus number four, Tennessee, the Lady Volunteers. Number three, Michigan versus South Dakota. Number 10 seed, South Dakota. Uh, number three, Indiana Hoosiers, Lady Hoosiers versus the Lady Huskies of UConn. And NC State versus the Lady Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. So, fine, whatever. I'm, I don't give a crap about collegiate basketball until it gets to the Final Four. Because then at that point, I know that the season has a definitive ending in sight. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to suffer through this basketball style or basketball-esque fucking playoff format that they've got. I'm just like sitting there going... Here, let's let's give everybody a turn. You know, I mean, it's like they, it's like they give the national championship that status of the of the, the the town whore. Like everybody gets a chance to stick it in. And I'm just like, seriously, come on. It's almost like here the trophy resembles a glory hole because if you look at it, there's a hole right in the middle of it. So it's like, all right, all right. So <clears throat> moving on from March Madness. All right, so let me do this here. Do this. So we have come to have a very popular segment on our show where my 12, soon to be 13 year old son, <coughs> gives the joke of the show or joke of the week. So I'm going to call him via FaceTime real quick. And. Yeah. All right, bud, you ready? Yeah. All right, so this is Colin's joke of the week. But, but where, where do you... Uh... Come on, bro, you're supposed to be ready. No. <laughs> uh, it's, uh... I, uh... Where do you send somebody that's been uh, in a peekaboo accident? Me, yeah. Where? Uh, to the ICU. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Lord, that was a horrible joke. And this week, Colin Joke of the Week has been brought to you by me because, well, that's my genetic code sitting right there. Hey, bud. I appreciate right. it. You get to feeling better. I love you. Okay. Yeah, take <laughs> it easy, bud. <laughs> 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 the ICU. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. All right, everybody. All right, so um, this is episode 49, man. Yeah, you got one more. Yeah, one more. So I think on episode 50, I think, uh, oh, should we bring up the programming note that this is the last episode in the studio? 
Uh, oh yeah, it is actually is. We're gonna uh, pack everything up. Uh, it. I don't have an indefinite thing. If uh, the people that know uh, what's going on in my life, it's not an indefinite what's happening with me. But uh, we do have to jump ship at the studio because of. Uh, 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 I'm trying to not. We, we're just, just we're just moving. Due to differences of opinion with the management, we are moving locations. So we may be via Zoom for a while until we establish a more permanent, uh, you know, permanent uh, location. Yeah. Um, it's just going to be a weird time for the next couple of months. So you know, I'm I'm hoping that um, when we do establish a new studio location, how can we put this? It'll there'll definitely be. We won't we be doing Zoom anymore? There will definitely be a bit more salt in the air yeah 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 so we'll just kind of throw that teaser out there you know and we may do zooms from time to time just simply due to the fact that i'm getting an office space when i move down there um and i'm gonna have an actual backdrop behind me with like autographed baseballs and you know as different stuff like as that much freaking wi-fi that gets out of that place i i I mean, it was hard enough from last week's episode. No, 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 Are you, no, are you no, getting fiber? Time out. So, ceasefire. Not going to get fiber. Going to have Xfinity still. However, the house will be blanketed with extenders, Wi-Fi extenders, on a four gig plan. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's either going to be the one gig that's service right. or it's going to be a four was, gig. Yeah, that's what I was uh, thinking of. But anyways, everybody, thank you for watching. Everybody that actually watches. Uh, I am David Dickerman. I'm Johnny Skelton. And keep it classy. San Diego.